0: <laughs> uh, anyway, I just came on the show. I had a little story to tell, something that happened to me yesterday. Um, I think at some point in our lives, we all have one of those moments um, when we have an experience that we kind of think beforehand is not going to be that big of a deal. Like, I can handle this shit. I've like seen it online or on TV, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. But then when you actually do it, you do get like that feely feel deep inside your stomach and heart space. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I went down to a uh, ye old local slaughterhouse yesterday, um, to see how, uh, to see how cows are, are handled, uh, post-mortem, um, the intention was not necessarily to see an animal killed, but more how an animal is processed.
1: because well, you're in the meat industry? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, to- yeah
0: I, I do work in the in the meat industry. You know, I won't get into specifics. Um, you know, I just wanted to see some animals hanging on chains and, you know, learn a few, few tricks and get some insight. Um, but instead what happens is I get out of my car, I'm pulled over to the back of a shed... And, uh, some, you know, cowboy redneck types like, all right, get over here. We're about to knock this cow. And immediately this cow is herded into this little pen, you know, with like six inches on each side of its body. It's like a 1200 pound animal, right? Mm-hmm. Giant thing. Terrified. Wait, seeing, man,
2: this is gonna be really violent. seeing like, I'm pregnant and I can't handle
0: it's it. going to, to be a little violent.
2: All right. I can't listen. To all that. right. Like, well, I might want to though. Is it?
1: Wait a minute,
2: did you just pause that? No.
1: Oh, okay. But it's not, it's not really recording okay. us that well. okay. Yeah.
2: Well, I'll just close my... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It
0: is going to be a little violent, but I, it's just something I had to get off my chest. Yeah. Um, Kind of one of those, like, big boy experiences. I thought I was ready for this shit. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so when he said knock a cow, I wasn't totally clear on what he meant. Yeah. Uh, this man forces the cow into this little little holding pen, mm-hmm. and um, immediately, with no warning, puts on earmuffs and grabs a nine millimeter. Wow. Uh, you can guess what happens next. Cow gets knocked right between the eyes, falls down, tongue out. All of us are like, what the fuck just happened? Hey, did you- You're supposed to warn somebody before should, you see, discharge a firearm. <laughs> Local organic farm where, like, their cows are supposed to be treated ethically and stuff. I mean, this is this does technically uh, abide by ethical standards and treatment of animals if it's just one clean shot. Yeah. Into the head. Yeah.
1: There.
2: Okay. Now,
1: now we can game. all talk. <laughs> <laughs> I so, guess there was no way to. Yeah. So you went with work people. Uh huh. To and so the work people who to yeah an
0: undisclosed location. Yeah. And you know, I expected to get a tour of a facility. Instead, Mm -hmm. I get out of my car and watch a cow get shot in the face.
2: Is your job gonna compensate you for the mental health (laughs) counseling you're gonna need? He already cuts. I mean, I'm not the one who got
0: the most traumatized by this. (laughs) I Um, imagine not. (laughs) I mean, it it gets better, you know. I mean. I didn't expect this. You're supposed to warn somebody before you shoot a gun, right? We were about, like, five feet behind this dude.
1: Absolutely, especially Um, since you didn't have ear protection on. Yeah.
0: Scrawny little, like, Quentin Tarantino-looking guy. He's, like, my frame, wiry little dude already, like, covered in blood for the other four cows he knocked Uh that morning. And this is, like, mind you, like... 10 a.m. before any of us have had breakfast. Oh. You know, and it's like fucking snowing and like blistering cold. Oh, yeah. And it all just happens like so quickly. And like I said, I've seen this kind of stuff <laughs> online. I've seen... <laughs> I've seen... I've seen like slaughterhouse footage before, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. and I've seen like the bad slaughterhouses, like factory farms, yeah. where animals are legitimately mistreated and mm-hmm. forced around by like forklifts and mechanical equipment and abused right. and shit. Yeah, um, this was really like clean and methodical and you know mm-hmm. just like precise, all according to like. Um, fda and usda standards it's all like follows like a formula written in a plan sure you know there's inspectors on site wearing their little helmets and stuff yeah
1: which is funny because the bullet would go through the helmet but (laughs) like i was under the impression that most folks instead of wasting bullets on animals used compressed air yeah the Mm -hmm. the little metal hammer thing yeah
0: that's a more common practice than the gun i i didn't my mill
1: is expensive more expensive yeah.
0: than compressed air. And this is a small facility. This is like 5 to 10 animals a day. Oh versus okay. the kind of like processing plant you might be thinking of where they're doing like 500 to 1000 head a day.
1: Mhm. So do they do they immediately process? Was there a Yeah, that's the, the thing. This
0: moved so fucking quickly. Yeah. Like so like 30 seconds out of getting out of my car and saying hello, animal's dead, drop to the gap gr- ground yeah and we're brought into the kill room uh-huh. which is like something out of like you know like Hannibal Lecter like light shining down from the ceiling and um this guy brings us in there we're standing in like a pool of blood like you know a room maybe twice the size of you know like a, a standard It's like a guided room.
1: agitation yeah
0: <laughs> and uh just yeah blood soaked floor you yeah. know yeah we, uh we're just kind of you know, herded in there, standing all on top of each other, maybe about six feet away from where this cow is laying on the floor.
1: No, um, the, the the old cow. There's, or it, there's a new cow.
0: The same cow. There's okay. like a trap door between the outside, that little pen it was shot in, and the kill room. Oh. So they hook up some chains to its feet and drag it into the building. Trap door closes. Animal gets dragged up to the ceiling. Uh huh. And. You know, another, you know, 10 seconds later, this guy's got his scimitar all sharpened. Yeah. And he's hosing himself off and stuff. And just, you know, straight starts straight torture. down from the crotch to the neck. Yeah. Starts to bleed this animal out. And maybe I won't get into too much gory detail. I'm that's, sorry, Katie. I mean,
2: no, if, as long as it's dead already. I thought, like, you were going to, like...
0: At this point, it's dead, but it's still moving. What? I mean, that's... That's oh, that's know. what happens when a lot of things die. Yeah. yeah okay. So its its legs are still kicking, and that's kind of like one of the more disturbing elements yeah, of like okay. watching an an animal killed. Yeah. Um, there's still like warm breath coming out of its mouth. It's so cold in there, you can see its breath. Wow. You know, its its tongue is still moving. What's Eyes it are sm- rolled does back.
2: It smell really bad.
0: Not yet at this point. At this point, it just has that barnyard cow smell. Uh Uh-huh. But once he cuts it open and blood starts draining and, like, pouring out pouring mm-hmm. out. You can't even imagine. Oh, I'm sure. 1200 like the, pound animal. Yeah. Like the room is just filling with blood. And they don't save it. Did
2: anybody leave the like premises?
0: At this point, we're all just kind of staring. <laughs> well, in it's awe. only been like what? Four minutes? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. And like, the plant manager is like kind of looking at us like, <laughs> yeah. you like that? <laughs> yeah. All, you know, all. trying to get they're us
1: desensitized. Yeah. Right, they're so.
0: desensitized. And you know, they don't have a lot of visitors and they kind of want to put on a show and they probably get some kind of kick out of making people squeeze. Well, yeah,
2: because i like because see you guys like like city boys or something. yeah i
0: mean we kind of look like city boys yeah well and one of us has like colored dreadlocks and like a scarf with um like a sequence on it
2: yeah
0: and like a little teddy bear tucked into his shoelaces <laughs> you know that's
1: fucking <laughs> nobody's like
0: dressed for the day and i <laughs> yeah. told them where we were going and what we'd be doing and they're like well we're not going to clean the place and i'm like i said don't wear your good shoes don't wear your good shoes (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of blood blood. (laughs) (laughs) um But yeah, this guy's just moving through it. It's almost like this beautiful, like, art performance. Sure. Uh, These really precise knife movements. One man, mind you, who's done all this, everyone Mm -hmm. else is just watching. You know, his supervisor, the plant manager, is just watching. Mm -hmm. Um, He cuts it open. He gets this, like, two-foot chainsaw. And, you know, same thing. No warning. This is going to be really loud chainsaw cutting through the sternum through the breastplate Mm -hmm. and then the whole carcass is split in half organs exposed and uh he jumps in there like a wwe wrestler pushes a trash can kind of underneath the animal and elbows its stomach out of its carcass wow that's where it started to get really smelly and a little nauseating and one of us did walk out of the room for a moment. Um, One of us is in you or no? You? <laughs> uh, Mr. Teddy Bear shoes. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, so at that it was, point. And, and the guy was trying to talk to us. The guy who wasn't cutting. Yeah. Was trying to talk to us, ask us questions, like show us stuff. But it was kind of just like that you're in shock from in seeing shock. like a, yeah and you can't turn your eyes away and you can't really hear anything yeah and the inspectors in the room examining other stuff going on i'm sure yeah and uh it just it's just kind of like like a mo- it like in my memory it's kind of just like a montage This thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened, but it all happened within 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. All of a sudden, there's, like, this morgue table covered in organs, Uh all, like, just beautifully displayed. This guy's, like, one slice heart, one slice tongue, one slice liver, kidney, Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, showing us how they look for signs of, you know, heart attack, infection, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, it was all very, like, scientific and clean and, like, humane. Yeah. Um... But just a giant, stinky, hot animal. And that's the thing is it was cold in that room, probably like 30 degrees when we walked in. Yeah. Once that cow split open, it's up to like 60 degrees in there almost. Wow. Um, just the warmth that's from that, that animal. Would,
1: well, and I'm sure also from your witnessing something shocking, mm-hmm. you don't feel your surroundings yeah, as much exactly. your environment you're not as aware like you were saying it's right. like a montage yeah exactly like, like you're not really processing everything that's going on yeah too, not sure. like in real time yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so so i'm interested if they said anything about saving the blood though like because that to me would be a huge waste if they were just like oh we draining the blood
0: yeah there's nothing it all goes down the drain like i said this guy's he's got a, a sink there with a sprayer yeah and he's just constantly spraying himself off you know they've got mm-hmm waterproof aprons and boots and he's constantly yeah. spraying the knives in his hands and stuff after every uh-huh. movement he makes. All the blood just goes down a big drain. Seems like it'd be good fertilizer for something. Um, same that. with the hide. The hide doesn't go anywhere useful. Oh wow that's sad. I think some places they'll um, export that to China but that raises other ethical concerns and there's kind of I don't know. What's the ethical concern? I'm, I'm not to totally hide? sure. Hide exporter? Yeah. That's okay. I mean when it, come, when it comes to animal parts and, like, importing, exporting, how it's sold, what it's sold for, who it's sold to. There's, like,
1: so much fucking regulation. Well, and I know like China is known food. for, like, violating, I
2: yeah. guess, animal
1: rights, but also, so, like, international law and have, you know, because they, they have the tiger right. stuff and the elephant stuff and the shark stuff. Right. and So about China. 68% of that animal gets gets used
0: like that's the overall yield from Uh like it's live weight to its hanging weight wow um you know because there's blood loss you can't use the stomach obviously yeah big bloated stomach full of food yeah this guy was overfed hence the guy having to elbow it out um you know but the tail and the bones and you know everything except the head is is used for the most part um and yeah and then, you know, we got a tour of the rest of the facility where they do breakdowns of those quarters and, and you know, uh-huh.
1: um, get, gets your, processed a... into a
0: more, like, retail-friendly way. Uh-huh. You know, some of the stuff I'm more familiar with in my experience, the work I do, yeah. having things broken down into primals and subprimals. And, um, everything's very clean and, like, very, like, up to code, but also, like, very small and, like, just... Not like the big warehouse like yeah. factory you'd imagine. You mean
1: like their operations?
0: The operation and is like and... small, like it's like a building like built out of like different like um trailers or like um like you know, cargo sheds and stuff like huh. that. Interesting. All like repurposed stuff. What was the kill room made
1: out of? Adobe I think it was like a little adobe building. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Very... and then where they dismembered the carcass.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean that's that's there's...
1: the that's the kill room oh, where okay. the animals brought in after being killed. Oh yeah. I see.
0: And then there's the, the metal like uh racks on the ceiling, you know, where yeah, with the, the hooks and, and it gets to the... slide yeah. around okay. the whole facility and you know, there's like a big trailer you know that kind of looks like a like 18 wheeler trailer that's been repurposed oh, okay. for hanging about 15 animals in it where they age, you know, for mm-hmm. you know 5 to 20 days depending on who it's going to, what it's being used for or whatever.
1: So Interesting. Um what's the difference in aging that little amount of time like 5 to 20 days? Um personally, I don't like beef
0: that's that's aged for like less than 2 weeks. Okay. Um it's it can be like really like loose and uh-huh. there's a lot more like like water weight to it. Interesting, okay. Yeah, so it's gonna, it's gonna be like tender, but it's not gonna have like a really good texture or developed flavor. It's not enough time for that fat to kind of like marbleize uh-huh. um, and like firm up. So the standard beef that you normally get at like a supermarket. That's is... probably like 14 to 20 days. Okay. Yeah, and like primo beef um, mm-hmm. is, you know, 20 to 28 days. Uh-huh. When you start talking about dry aging, you're looking at, like, three to six weeks. Okay. Yeah.
2: So would you say that seeing the animal shot in front of you, like, changed anything, the way you feel about eating meat at all? Or do you think it made it, like, I don't know, are you happy luck- Are you happy? it? That you it hasn't it,
0: changed... Or... Oh, go ahead.
2: Do, do I need to ask again? Or... No. Oh, okay.
0: uh-uh. No, I think for a lot of people that experience does... Result in that, like having this like kind of like moral dilemma, you know kind of turning you know people towards a more like vegetarian or less carnivorous lifestyle, but were there vegetarians with you, yes. Dang. And I felt really guilty about that. But they yeah, knew, a... right, going into it. Uh, then... not exactly. Well, I mean, you yeah. didn't either,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. So I but... mean, they knew like what the place was. Yeah. yeah, which seems like a bad place for a vegetarian. Well, or maybe a good place. I mean, if, yeah, depending on how they, you know. Right. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um.
0: But no, it hasn't. I mean, I've I've eaten plenty of beef since this happened. You know. Like, 30-something hours ago. I was going to say, I, like, I've, how much did you eat I've, while there? I've also cut and worked <laughs> with a lot of beef since then, too. Sure. Did,
2: did your vegetarian co-workers, like... Did you guys process it at all? Like, were they, like, uh, that, There hasn't
0: been a whole lot of time for that, but... Yeah. Um, well, and with so, Mark, it, I haven't time, had though. this, like, change in, like, you know, how I want to live or eat or work or whatever, but, you know, like, I started this conversation. It, it did, like flip some kind of switch in my head and I think that what do you mean I think I think that comes down to not like I think this is wrong or meat is murder but like having like more of a respect for like that animal Mm -hmm. like seeing it go from that transition from being like this living breathing Mm -hmm. scared thing that like made eye contact Mm -hmm. with me
2: to being
0: this like beautiful display of you know what we're used to seeing in a supermarket or at a restaurant. It's pretty crazy. Um you and know I was all under within 20 minutes. You know all within like an hour or so, oh, okay. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you know not counting like aging and like post-processing and stuff, but Yeah. But seeing it, you know, standing there and making sounds and then being, you know, these two halves, Yeah. you know hanging from the ceiling, I think it it does kind of like make you slow down and, and think about like I don't know I don't know how to fr- I don't know how to frame that well so I mean like it's it's kind of like a respect for the process and a respect for the animal and like when I handle a piece of meat whether I'm working with it you know or preparing it for for me to eat or I'm buying it somewhere to eat like kind of just I'm gonna treat this with a little more. Like dignity and like not take it for granted, uh-huh. you know this isn't just something that popped out of a machine, mm-hmm. yeah you know it's yeah. not just rice orroni yeah. that came out of a factory or right. you know craft macaroni and cheese it's just always there, yeah, every time I go to the grocery store, it's just there <laughs> yeah. you know they push a button and it's in a box um well, and
1: the yeah. fact
2: that you saw a cow and it's not like it was a chicken, you know a cow yeah. is like a completely different
1: you yeah know. they're big, they're huge yeah and they're like I've you know, I've yeah. Had, yeah, I mean, cows, I mean, yeah. twelve
0: like fourteen percent of the world's population has so much respect for the cow that they do not eat it, yeah, and they do not control it in any way. You know, it is a very a, yeah, like sacred a, thing. And in this process, even though, like, you know, it did involve like a gun going off and stuff, it was yeah. very like, Clean, and they made it quick. There wasn't any suffering. There wasn't any screaming or torture or anything. You yeah, know? yeah. The cow got to chill out for a while, and then it was kind of put in there, and boom, and stuff happened. Yeah. And it was meat at that point.
1: How old was the cow?
0: Um, I think usually um, for in in this industry, you do like five to six years.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a long time. I didn't realize that. Like, I know chickens you're supposed to eat before they turn 6 months. Yeah. So that's interesting. I think, I, I, I mean, I, mean I think in some younger, industries
0: but... it's it's 2 to 3, but uh uh-huh. um I like for full maturity I think it has to be at least 2 years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: So do you think that I mean, for me I I purposely avoid um slaughterhouse YouTube videos or anything really showing how horrible the meat industry is because I I don't know like I I can't handle it and the fact that I still eat like to me I'm just like Katie, fucking do it because you're over here eating meat you might as well see what's really going on but I just won't do it but do you think that if other people watch are they do you think that the general or the you know average American if they watch that process that they would have the same sort of um, response that you did as far as you're now gonna look at it differently and treat you know, handling me with more dignity and you have this respect. Do you think that the average American would, that would be good for them? I, to see? I don't
0: think so. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. You know, I've read some some studies, you know, where some, some folks are, you know, of the mind that this is something everybody needs to see when they're high school aged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're old enough to like handle something like that visually and not be completely traumatized. But I'm not sure... That everybody is ready for that. I think yeah. there's some context that needs to be, you know, established or developed beforehand. Mm-hmm. And me, like, working in the food industry already and working specifically with, like, animal product.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There there was some, you know, pre-existing knowledge I brought to that presentation, you know, or, or that experience. No, it makes sense, yeah. And it's... that it, it could be very traumatizing and people would really focus on, you know, the negatives you know right. not be
1: able to you know Mhm see see the good in it you know Yeah Well and I think like for me at least when I when I think of eating meat and stuff like, part of the reason that I was was and still am trying to eat less, you know, for the most part, uh, is that, like, you know, it's just such a mass industrialized process where mm-hmm. living things are taken, their lives are taken away. And mm-hmm. it's like, if we just didn't create those lives, then we wouldn't have to take them. So if everybody ate less meat. And that's the thing with, like, factory farming and ranching. Yeah. The like how industrial, like how uh, so my, brutal it is, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean these are, you know, thousands and thousands of animals grown each year, right? For no reason other than to be consumed by the masses and yeah, slaughtered in some giant warehouse, you know, and that creates this huge environmental impact as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, carbon emissions both from vehicles that are transporting right. and the animals themselves, mm-hmm. and that. I still do heavily frown upon. That would be a totally different experience visiting a facility like this. I think so, I think the biggest takeaway from anybody listening to this or, you know, talking to anybody that had an experience like this is there is murder involved in meat, Mm -hmm. and there is an impact, you know, on the environment and on the animal and on the ecosystem, but it is so significantly lessened when you're buying local, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't think there's anything wrong with eating beef. Um, but know where, know where your beef is coming from. Yeah. And when you're buying local product, you know, chances are that that animal was with its, you know, family for a few years. It wasn't, you know, like this huge field full of thousands of unhappy animals. Right. Yeah. You know, these animals, the fewer there are, the more they're taken care of and their needs are met. Mm-hmm. You know, and they can have a positive experience, even if they're being grown for the sole purpose of being, you know, eaten. Yeah. Um, In a facility that's handling five to ten animals is also going to have that much more, like, respect and care put into that process. Yeah,
1: that makes Um, sense. And
0: there's less, you know, shipping and freight and carbon emissions from trucks going across the country or boats coming from China. Mm -hmm. You know, most commercial beef in the United States now comes from um, New Zealand.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: In Australia,
1: I didn't know that, and that's a hell of a long journey. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny because Katie and I were, were just talking about this, what, like yesterday or something like that. I was like, you know, it'd be interesting to see all chain restaurants just done away with, like mm-hmm. because there's no regional foods anymore. You know, we watched uh, we watched part of this series, the beginning, the first episode of the series. I think it's called Rotten on Netflix, and it's about the avocado and the negative impact that the, the culture the the what the blowing up of the avocado the has had
2: culture yeah like, like
1: on farmers and it's probably the same for um you know it's it, it started with nafta almost and it's probably the same for corn too you know uh-huh. and a lot of it's in the in like mexico and chile and and all these countries where there are, people don't own the water rights um and Like, some villages now don't have drinking water because there are avocado farmers nearby and it's, like, 20 gallons per avocado or whatever. Uh, But also, like, there's no real, like, reason uh, culinarily to travel if you're just sort of generally delving into cuisine, right? Right. Like, Like, if you're looking for a deep down home, like, wherever uh really good experience you can you have to go there to whatever region to get it yeah but but if yeah the like,
0: avocado never should have been, become an american staple
1: yeah yeah you know? but i mean I'm, I'm even talking about like just like types of food right like sure. I, like like we have like seafood restaurants here mm-hmm. like you know i and i love seafood it's my favorite food but you know it doesn't make sense we have it a little yeah. piddly dry river running through town there's no crab Lobster, mussels, whatever. yeah, like there's there are New Orleans restaurants that pop up here frequently. There's like the the Baja California crap, like, you know, and and Philly cheesesteak places. We're getting a lot of those now, like, yeah, so I mean, there's something to be said about a lot of those businesses not making it, you know, for very long, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you've got like, if you open a, if you go to Philly and you learn how to make a, a really good cheesesteak in the traditional mm-hmm. way, why would someone go to your restaurant over Chili's if Chili's has margaritas and an, a mediocre Philly cheesesteak? It's right? probably cheaper, right? Yeah. And it's all Cisco's food and stuff, mm-hmm. and, and they ship it in from wherever, like you were saying. So there's like, like it bugs me that I can get almost any type of food that I want in Albuquerque, like. I, yeah. I want to go experience this shit elsewhere, and I want that for other people too. I want yeah, yeah. You know,
0: there should be incentive for people to travel to eat that local cuisine, right? You know where it's
1: where it's from, like where it's, like from, where, it's yeah. where people At know it best, origin, right? Yeah. And how and mm-hmm. experts in making it like that's how I feel about it. So it's interesting. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of reasons to support local business like you were saying like local mm-hmm. ranchers farmers restaurants and and whatever else like despite my trend of Giving local businesses horrible ratings on Yelp. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I I just a side note. I spent like an hour with my coworker reading Alex's nine pages of Yelp reviews. Oh my goodness! They they're really good.
1: I'm I'm elite for a reason. He he
2: said that he would prefer <laughs> really. being I mean, yeah, j- being stabbed in jail than going to Lowe's.
1: <laughs> but we had a horrible experience at this Lowe's, like.
0: I mean
2: and it's just I went,
0: it's... I went to a Walmart for the first time in like three years
1: oh, today. So oh, those are those are interesting, aren't they? Like after not going Lucky. for a while. Was
2: it like the Panic. the what is it? The what's the <laughs> neighborhood
1: watch was or the neighborhood, neighborhood
2: market? <laughs> no, it was it was, it was
0: a full blown Walmart and I guess it has been years. They have like security everywhere now. And there's like these little barricades you have to walk through to get into the Walmart. <laughs> oh that I when didn't you know walk that. Out through them, it started making this police siren. Because I didn't uh-huh. buy anything. I got so stressed out there. Yeah. And I guess I walked out the wrong way. They want you to walk through the registers now. And these oh, I hate started that shit so off.
1: much, dude. Yeah. I can't. I, and the... they
0: have uh, security monitors on every register and every aisle. Like, oh, yeah. Like 40-inch screens. Well,
1: every time we go to Target, I get all butt hurt Because at the self-checkouts, they film you. Mm-hmm. And like... I I just, like, can't help but flip off the camera every fucking time and be like, fuck you. Like, this, I need to stop shopping Mm -hmm. here because I do not consent to being filmed. I know they've got security cameras, Mm -hmm. but literally that, like, who is going to go up to the checkout where they know you have a camera and then steal something? no they're they're already at the checkout. Yeah, they're just going to leave. Like, that's so dumb. It makes no sense. It's, it's, that is a huge (laughs) invasion of privacy. And the fact that, like, they can be doing facial recognition to, like, I don't know if you heard this, but but Kroger uh, wants to do, like, facial recognition with their security cameras and other cameras so they know what, like, the the age of people is, if they're male or female, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all these... For demographic studies, yeah. Yeah, to see, like, I mean, everybody's honing their ability to manipulate us into buying stuff. Right. Like, and it's so backwards that law, like, lawmakers are letting this happen. I just, I cannot believe that. I mean, I get it because they're getting money from all these companies. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, somebody's got to have our backs, like, at some point. Because now we're filmed and there's facial recognition and and recording when we travel. Mm -hmm. You know, when we go to the store, like... You know, when you go to work, if you work in a store, I mean, when you make a
0: phone call,
1: you get targeted ads. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you talk with your phone near you, right? We Mm -hmm. actually just talked about this on another episode. How, um, you know, that that phenomenon of us saying stuff and then the ads popping up. I had a
0: phone call a couple weeks ago with somebody, and the topic of manscaping came up. Oh my God. Shaving the butthole, and I yeah. get on Quora a few minutes later for an unrelated topic, uh-huh. like I was looking at a cooking question or something, mm-hmm. and there comes this advertisement right there in the middle about the best man grooming tools I can buy on Amazon. Yeah, or
1: something. there's a what the fuck. It's interesting too, like like we use Podcorn to find ads sometimes, and uh, they have Manscaped, and YouTube has Manscaped, and Manscaped is like hitting it so fucking hard it's like, dude, all this fucking superfluous shit that nobody needs. Yeah. Like, I can't help but thinking of Fight Club, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, that's so burned in my memory from, yeah. you know, that phase of my life. But, you know, I think about it so much. Like, when I'm at work and I'm like, I'm just a product of my employer. And, and when I'm out, I'm like, I'm a product of these businesses that, mm-hmm. like, so what is it? What am I then? Like the 15 minutes that I actually get to myself to do whatever it is that I can think of, which is usually sit, you know, like do fucking nothing. I'm a product of, you know, content makers. Like, so now I have no identity because I'm, I'm my employer's employee. I'm a customer of a restaurant and a store and a streaming service Mm -hmm. and like, very minimal time that I get to be me and then when I am me I'm fucked up in the head psychologically because of all the shit that's going on you know because the fucking cows are being shot (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you know it's pretty fucked up man to think about like and then people are like you gotta have a job to have insurance and you can only go certain places and you know there's so much about our futures that is predestined just by everything else in the world and it's not the way that it has to be or it was or it or it should be in the future end of rant that was that (laughs) (laughs) but anyway no that's really interesting like thank,
2: thank you for sharing that I was not. I thought you were gonna say that they like took you and like held you hostage and stole your money. But I
1: I was borderline. I mean, those stories are fun too. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I probably hyped it up a
0: little bit much, but I don't think it's really just. It's just one of those like kind of like. Coming of age kind of moments, you know. Yeah. Well, I've had people tell me, for years and years, like, well, you need to like you know, slaughter an animal yourself or you don't know until you've, you know, gone hunting and like skinned animals yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Like every man is, you know, like manly man kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so
2: now do you want to go hunting then?
0: I mean, I've always had some interest in it, but <laughs> I mean, now I kind of get like how that kind of like visual experience can like really like, I don't know, Yeah. Yeah. kind of rewire you.
2: Well, I had an experience, I don't know, have, like, have you ever seen another animal killed in front of you?
0: Yeah. Um, in, in different ways. This is, like, the first, like, forcibly, Francis, yeah. you know, I've seen Murdered animals, or yeah, I've seen animals Francis. put down. I've seen yeah. a lot of animals put down in, yeah. in a vet, you know, um, and I've seen animals die by, you know, by nature or yeah. by car or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, I've seen things shot and hunted and whatnot, but...
2: It's different. I've
0: watched family die, but like this was just different because it was this planned, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. It's an
0: interruption of life. Step one, remember, two, like... three, four, you know. Yeah, that is. And like knowing exactly what's about to happen in that moment, you know. Yeah, that's so crazy. Not like seeing something hit by a car or when somebody's hunting and they just happen to get the shot, you know. Right. This is like okay in five seconds. Yeah, This giant beast is going to be down, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. So what was the
2: expression for that? Knock?
0: Yeah, they call it knocking. So
2: did you know that's what that was then?
0: No, I thought they were going to, um, uh, trank it.
2: Oh, yeah. And then,
0: you know. Which makes sense, yeah. To
1: think, th- th- yeah. I think I've heard that term before. Do you think, think that's what he normally before.
2: does? But, he, but because you guys were there, uh, he's like, I'm no, not this this then. was part of
0: their,
1: yeah. I think they call it... I, I was under the impression they called it knocking because of the the hammer mm-hmm. that is in the the compressed air mm-hmm. thingy. So you just like... Yeah. And I thought that's what... Oh, and actually, now that I'm thinking of this, in the book American Gods by Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. the, the Russian devil god uses a hammer to kill people. And oh. I'm pretty sure he has some sort of reference to... To knocking? Yeah. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, that was that was a really good part of that book. But and the dude from The Big Lebowski, the fucking nihilist, played him uh-huh. at, in the TV show, which was cool. But so it's did you take some of that cow? Did you get some of the meat? Oh no! Oh, because they should have given you some as as a like test. Oh, but it's got age. I mean, it's yeah, H, it's got age. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you will have to update us in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Well that's yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. I don't know, like I I've never witnessed a murder. I don't know. That's fucking I don't much. Either. even if I mean, it's an a
2: accidental type shit, but I mean I've told this story on our podcast before, but it really like it changed me. It was well it was little, it was a little traumatic, like this is when we were living on the Navajo reservation in Pueblo Pintado and like I and it's just me being ignorant because I was from, you know, suburbia where you know, white people and their dogs and you know licking them on the mouth and you know, it just it's a yeah. different relationship with animals. And so when I moved to the reservation, I didn't understand why there's so many res dogs. I'm like, doesn't don't people mm. care about dogs? It was like so crazy to me. And then I went over to this like girl's house like you know we drove out there and the mom just literally there was a little baby puppy who like that jumped on me and i like held and kissed and everything and Mm -hmm. she like purposely like ran it over and her she's like she told her daughter to run out and go get it and the dog was like completely flattened and the, the they the girl just like threw it in the middle of nowhere and didn't even, it, the thing was still alive, and then we just drove off, and I was, like, crying, and they were, like, basically, like, what's wrong with you? You know, why do you, it was just weird, and it wasn't, yeah. like, and, like, it was weird because me and my sister were both there, and then my sister was, like, well, she wasn't as affected by it. She's, like, well, that's just how they are out here. Like, it's a different way of, like looking at animals or whatever and i just couldn't get over it oh, like
0: yeah. it's a weird feeling like not seeing somebody else react the way that you are yeah to what yeah. you think is just this, like, universal thing.
2: Yeah, it was... Like, it was... everybody
0: should feel this way when they see this. Yeah, and I yeah. think it was,
2: like, that pivotal moment when I moved to New Mexico of, like, holy shit, like, I'm in complete culture shock right now. Uh-huh. i like, not
1: in Ohio anymore. I'm not in Ohio yeah. anymore. Yeah. The fuck? No. Yeah, but, totally. I mean, even,
2: you know, even in Gallup, there's tons of fucking animal abuse and stuff mm-hmm. too there, but, you know, it's... I don't know. It was crazy. hmm It was awful, but...
1: Yeah, I I don't—I mean, I I remember when I was—I mean, they didn't kill the animal, but when I was going to school one day, uh, I was on the bus, and it was winter, and there was a golden retriever frozen in the middle of the street, and our bus driver, like, swerved to hit the, the dead body or whatever, and I was like, that's fucking weird. Yeah, that like, is weird. Because I always had asshole friends who would joke about hitting dogs and stuff, like, they'd see a dog in the road— and speed up their truck oh, of and course, swerve yeah. towards it. And then like, whoa, it's not going to hit it. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like that's, I mean, I, the only thing I could think of is like a dog runs into the road. He speeds up his truck, whoever it is, and is faking it, right? But then a kid comes out on the road chasing the dog and gets hit by the guy because yeah. he's speeding up his truck because he's an idiot. And luckily I never saw that happen, but I'm sure it's happened in Gallup before. It's, a, you know, nothing against anybody from Gallup.
2: Yeah, but, we love I mean,
1: movie. everybody knows, if you've been there, if you've lived there, you know what it is, like, so I don't know, but it's it's crazy, I mean. But
2: I mean, but also those, like, res dogs and those do- those wild dogs in Gallup are super mean too, so I think, like, well, because, you know, they're, like, feral dogs, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, they're
1: the product of their environment. Exactly. Well, and it's not like there's a lot for them to eat other than, like, what, mice that have the Hunta virus and whatever, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. they're not getting a... A good, like, you know, nobody goes out to get them, like, animal control. You know, in other places, you've got animal control. And, it's yeah, like, and they're, they're feral because they don't have that, like,
0: relationship
1: right. with, with humans. Yeah, and they have to survive coyotes and fucking who knows what in and the wild, too. It's crazy.
2: Like, a lot of people that I know from Gallup, like like, one of my friends, like, she's she was so petrified of dogs now she likes them but it took her forever to even like like them like she didn't care she's like well they can all fucking die cuz all she ever knew was the
1: feral crazy feral and, dogs yeah, you yeah. know but. No, that is crazy yeah to so the difference in culture yeah from... well
2: it's like in Ohio it's like you know we had pugs and shit you can't find a yeah. feral pug
1: <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> That'd be what really is it called a grumble? a grumble of yeah. pugs or something like that uh yeah in Hawaii i i mean like, I went to... When I lived in Iowa, we didn't have any animals. We had a... A, a bunny like, that your mom a killed. A bunny that my mom killed. Hi, Mom. And then, you know, we moved to Hawaii and they ate dogs. You know, <laughs> not like on a broad scale, but people from other countries. It's a huge mix of of people from other countries and other cultures. And some of them eat dogs. So, like, I've I've had dog, you know, and it's like it's just the norm out there. So, and I don't think like in, in Georgia, I mean, it was fairly similar. You know, you've got, you've got people who use dogs to hunt their tools, right? Like they take mm-hmm. care of their animals because their animals have a function. Yeah. They're not yeah. like ornaments or whatever. Yeah. They're a utility. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, cool. No, thank you for sharing that. It's, I mean, I'm, that's that. I'm I'm glad you had a a rich experience, even if it has negative side effects. That sucks, but yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think the good outweighs the bad. Like, well, that's cool. Yeah. It's it's not. I'm not gonna say it's something everyone should see, but mm-hmm. if you've ever thought about.
1: <laughs> Doing something like that—it's it's not <laughs> all, all like terrible. Doing something like—if you've ever thought about killing a cow, <laughs> <laughs> just like you know what I'd like to do. If, with my if you're interested
0: today. in where your food comes from, you know.
1: Oh, like a tour. Yeah, take yeah. a look at where your
0: food comes. Oh, from. Oh well, I was gonna something. say
1: uh, there was a—you know—going back to that topic, like there. We were watching. I hate to fucking do this. I watch way too much TV. But there, there's that stupid Doomsday Preppers show, and this dude. Who's like a total dingus? Like plants a goat in an arroyo, right? Mm. And he takes his kids out there unsuspectingly, and he's like, "Look, kids, our trap caught a goat." <laughs> and it's like, no, you fucking just put a goat in a ditch. And so he like he has two kids, two boys that are like I don't know, thirteen and seven or something like that. And he's like, he takes he makes the younger son. He like takes the younger son's hand, a knife in his hand. And holds his hand and cuts the goat's throat, mm-hmm. and the goat is obviously like, you know, crying, like mm-hmm. do that, yeah. like. And the kid is like, I don't want to fucking do this. And then the the older son who's watching is like, What the fuck are you guys doing? And the dad's like, You're gonna eat this. You you have to get this. You have to get your first kill. And I'm like, watch it, like, that's not a kill, dude. You're not Yeah, this I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's
0: the way to go about right. that. Right. <laughs>
1: so then he takes a little a bit kid. of blood from the ground and like puts it on his son's cheeks. Oh, so gr- that'll help. Yeah, him and a lot. he's like, this yeah. is a rite of passage in our family. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you are not, like, so fucking crazy. I mean, these doomsday yeah. preppers, they're like they're like cult. Yeah, totally. Cult, so. yeah. Totally. I mean But yeah, you're right, babe. It's it's he's he was a rich dude. He had this he had his house in whatever, like Dallas or Houston I think it was Dallas, and then he had or no, it was near San Antonio somewhere, but they were like four or five hours from there. So then he's got this compound that it's he called: called the Alamo. Yeah, he yeah, called it's it the called Alamo. a compound. Right, And it's two big-ass limestone buildings, yeah and he's got three kids who are all younger than like 16. yeah, and then his wife, who's like, "This is fucking nuts." Mm-hmm. And they all go out there once a week. And then he's got a buddy, and his buddy's daughter, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure taking your city kid, and smearing goat blood on his face is right. Holding his hand as you slit a goat's throat and (laughs) then smearing the blood on your face.
0: Experience.
1: I know, and the kids are just like, I don't want to do this. And then they were like, I don't want to eat this. So (laughs) it's like, (laughs) dude, yeah, it's fucking crazy. But, but anyway, yeah. Thanks for sharing. And uh, I mean, it was that's interesting. Oh yeah, but. Hey, everybody, if you liked this, um, go back and listen to the episode where we just talked about burgers for the whole
0: fucking hour. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and otherwise, uh, thanks for listening. You can, uh, if, you, if you would be so kind as to check out accidentallyfasting.com and all the fun whiz-bang shit we got to do there, uh, which is really just listen to the podcast and, and buy shit. But either way, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. And we'll see you on the next episode of accidentally beefing.
0: Recording?